Our belief is that Wi-Fi is not just another connection technology. Our belief is that Wi-Fi is infrastructure for life. We need a consistent, reliable connectivity infrastructure at home. Welcome to The Signal. I'm Martha DeGrasse here for Wi-Fi Alliance, and this is our podcast where we bring you the inside track on Wi-Fi. These are conversations with industry leaders on the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that we see changing the connectivity landscape. And today we are delighted to welcome Tunjai Chill. He is Chief Strategy Officer at DZS. Tunjai, thank you so much for being here on The Signal today. Thanks for having me. So I think you joined DZS about half a year ago through an acquisition of cloud-managed Wi-Fi software that your team developed over the last decade or so. Is that right? That's correct, yes. About 100 of us have been on this journey to manage home connectivity over the cloud to bring advanced experiences, and it's been about a decade. And I think you do have a lot of insights on how AI and some other emerging technologies are going to change the home experience. First, though, can you give us a little bit of an overview of DZS? Absolutely. DZS is a global company based in Plano, Texas, and we are producing the most advanced fiber management and home network management solutions. We have hardware, software, and cloud services uh, portfolio. We are actively operating in pretty much all the continents. We have about 1,000 ISP customers. About 65 of them are large tier one carriers. Our products reach over 100 million subscribers today. So I think it's safe to say DZS is a massive technology provider that enables your internet in your house worldwide. So with the software that you developed, what problem were you trying to solve? For the last 10 years, the main issue that we've seen across the board, pretty much all geographies, is the complexity and the interoperability problems of different technologies in the home. For the end user, what matters is the usability of an application or a service. How it's done, how it's put together is less of a problem. Unfortunately, the service providers have to deal with a massive base of different vendors who try to lock in the customers in different ways. And due to these complexities in the ecosystem, the end user experience has been less than useful. For this reason, there has been quite a bit of loss in revenue for the service providers, a lot of customer care calls and truck rolls to fix problems. And this turned into massive operational expense for the carriers. So our solutions were basically built to bring more insight into the service provider operation to take care of these inefficiencies. And the way to do that for us was to introduce an AI-driven automation platform where the insight on how user behaves, their satisfaction levels, and the operations of existing system are all correlated and turned into actionable recommendations and optimization. So, in a nutshell, we bring cloud-based network management solutions for the home across the world. Excellent. And you said you're in 100 million homes, so you've obviously got a lot of visibility into a lot of trends. Let's talk about some of the things that you foresee with Wi-Fi for the year ahead. Absolutely. Our belief is that Wi-Fi is not just another connection technology. Our belief is that Wi-Fi is infrastructure for life. 
And let me explain what that means. So in the pandemic times, we were not able to continue our regular lives, go to doctor, go to school, etc. But during that experience, we have learned that we could actually consume these services from our homes, even in normal times. And this is exactly what we're seeing today. In order to be able to get our health care or elderly care or education or work from home online, we need a consistent, reliable connectivity infrastructure at home. So this is what we mean by Wi-Fi being the infrastructure for life. And to enable that, the idea for deploying these services and running these services should always be centered around the customer experience and work backwards to technology. So what we're seeing in terms of evolving trends are the trends that are going to enable such experience. For example, with Wi-Fi 7, reduced latency and higher speeds and the ability to deliver reliable connectivity for demanding applications through, for example, multi-link technologies enabled by Wi-Fi 7, these are all at the end for the end user is about a reliable connection. So it becomes the infrastructure for life. Same thing for IoT technologies, how they are deployed, how they are managed, how you onboard, how you support. These are all new technologies that need to be integrated and managed in a way that uh, provides a consistent experience for the end user. And again, Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi Alliance especially plays a critical role in enabling all these things. So where we sit in is to use these frameworks that are provided by the technologies to deliver products and services that enable the service provider to solve the end user usability problems. So in a nutshell, all the new trends that we think are going to be successful are going to be the trends that deliver unified and clean experiences for the end users. What are you hearing from service providers about Wi-Fi 7? Are they excited about it? We absolutely see great level of excitement across the board, not just for Wi-Fi 7, but also Wi-Fi 6E, mm -hmm. and also all the supporting technologies that you never hear about, but Wi-Fi Alliance, for example, is leading the pack to bring these things in the market. For example, Wi-Fi QoS management or Wi-Fi data elements to bring interoperability advantages across many, many different devices, including Wi-Fi 7 and Wi-Fi 6 CPEs, all of these are getting great attention across the board at our customer base. The deployment schedules, of course, vary, or the mix of technologies, Wi-Fi 6, 6E, Wi-Fi 7, also vary depending on the country. But I can safely say that the overall intention of the entire service provider system is to upgrade the reliability of the Wi-Fi connectivity in the home. And what about the interoperability between all the different connected devices in our home? I think service providers sometimes get the blame when IoT devices in the home can't talk to one another. Absolutely. While that is absolutely a big challenge, it's also a big opportunity okay. for those who would want to solve the problems. Our belief is that the telecom service providers, the communication service providers, have a massive opportunity to become the trusted brand to solve these interoperability, usability issues and become the go-to address for the end user 
to make selection on new IoT devices, on new services, whether it's cybersecurity or home physical security or elderly care or telehealth, you name it. So there's so many of them. I think because of these interoperability and usability issues, service providers have a massive opportunity to aggregate all and provide a unified service package. So we see this already in the U.S. and Canada and getting into Europe as well. Do you think service providers understand this opportunity? We think, first of all, we work with 65 super large tier ones, and then we have about 900 to 1,000 ISPs that are smaller worldwide. We work with the smartest and the most capable of the bunch, and I truly believe in the capabilities of the advanced technology groups of some of our largest customers. They are leading the pack. So I can safely say that the carriers in general understand the need. Now, from understanding to delivering a service, there's a big execution operational gap. And that's where we are trying to help our customers to accelerate the deployment of these advanced services and address uh, some of the support problems and usability problems. Again, the biggest challenge is the lack of interoperability across massive, massive number of IoT devices, the protocols that they communicate over, the different personas of the end users, and very complicated ecosystems of different applications. So for the service providers to come from a level of understanding and leading the pack with thought leadership to actually delivering these uh, solutions to the home, there's quite a bit of ecosystem solution building that needs to be done. So that's where we see the challenge, but also the opportunity. We don't think across the board all the service providers will deploy these systems at the same pace. Some of them are going to be leading the pack and others are going to be following. But overall, we are seeing that the service provider community is very well aware of the challenges and opportunities in this domain. And you mentioned artificial intelligence as an important part of your solution. Is that device-based, cloud-based? Cloud-based, probably. Uh, in a nutshell, it's all. So you can think of AI, it's a word that gets drawn in a very liberal way because it has a massive application area. But in a nutshell, the idea behind using AI technologies in solving the service provider problems or experience problems is to be able to gather insight about the applications, the services, networks, and also the end-user behavior. So these insights are gathered based on historical data, but also real-time behavior of the customers. You can appreciate that even within one home, there's so many devices, so many different ways of using our different applications with different people. Now multiply that by a billion, two billion users, you can see the complexity. So it's very difficult to make heuristics-based decisions to get to the most optimum solutions. At this level of complexity, an artificial intelligence-based system gathering insights on what works, what doesn't, play what-if scenarios, play back, play forward, and see how we can better deploy our resources, how we can better support the end user, how we can formulate new services that actually generate more revenue for Such the ISP. As. For example, somebody who is having mobility issues in the home is going to have different needs 
than maybe a young adult who is physically active. And of course, the ability to personalize the experience based on the needs, wants, and desires of the end user is going to be a massive challenge, especially at a massive scale. So in order to tailor these unique experiences for the right person, we have to first have massive insight about how an application is used, by whom, at what time, for what purpose. So this is where AI comes into play to process through massive amount of data, both historical and real-time, and make future projections on what's going to work, what's not, and based on that, come back to today and offer the right service. So this level of complexity, unfortunately or fortunately, requires an artificial intelligence-based automation system. Absolutely. Okay, Tanjai, anything else you want to highlight? I'd like to thank Wi-Fi Alliance for the massive contributions that it has uh, made to the industry. About 10 years ago, when we started this journey to provide a cloud-based Wi-Fi management system, there was essentially almost no help and uh, no adoption of any of the standards-based services. And today, we are now finally getting to a place, the help of Wi-Fi Alliance, to deliver consistent QoS, bring interoperability across different data models and finally deliver a unified and reliable Wi-Fi experience to all users across the world. Thank you. All right. Excellent. Tunjai Chil, Chief Strategy Officer at DZS. Thanks for being here on The Signal. Thank you. And that is our show. Don't forget to check the show notes for more resources and don't forget to subscribe to The Signal on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll get all the latest episodes straight to your device. For all things Wi-Fi, check out Wi-Fi Alliance. That's y-fi.org. I'm Martha DeGrasse. Thanks for listening. Please join us next time on The Signal.